What is up? Live from the secret podcast studio somewhere in Los Angeles, California. This is Dre's Geek Philosophy, the Monday edition, the Monday, October 1st edition. And I am here, not by myself, but uh, my regular co-host, Pete Malini, is out sick. Something he ate disagreed with him. I don't know what happened, if they had a discussion or if they had some sort of rough argument, but something he had did not work out with him. And so I am here. It's me and excessively long executive producer, Sam Zia. Hello. What's up? And then you you also are having a little bit of gastrointestinal issue. There's something in the air. Oh, no. It was the, something in the uh, food. Something in the food. In my belly. <laughs> something in your belly. And I have low network connection. Fuck everything. Apparently, yeah. it's, it's recording. Uh, no, I didn't want to reconnect to the secret podcast studio Wi-Fi. Apparently, it reconnected the, to the studio Wi-Fi again. Oh, see, and, that's uh, where it keeps slowing it down. Yeah, but no, I, I don't know what's happening. Okay, now now it's back live. Now it's recording. Now this is a uh, we're gonna have probably the most problematic episode of the episode of the podcast in a long time. I think this is going to be the episode entitled "Fuck It All." All right, let me let me see if going to just my cell phone internet. And now I've forced it back to my cell phone internet. All right, we're having all kinds of technical issues today. Uh, we're not on Twitch right now because I couldn't make my my dual phone setup work because fuck everything. <laughs> oh man, it's been it's been a fun one. You know, but you know what actually was fun, Samzia? What's fun? My, myself, my lovely lady Rosa Limon, and her godson Edward. We went to New Japan Pro Wrestling yesterday. They were back in Southern California. They came really? back uh, six months later because they were here in March. They were up in San Francisco in uh, July, and then they came on back. They, and at that July show, they announced that they were coming back to Long Beach. They were at the Long Beach Pyramid. One more time, and that is why I have extra bass and timber in my voice today. Ah, because you lost I, a little bit of it. Yeah, I was yelling. I yelled a lot yesterday. I was screaming my head off. I was letting the wrestlers know what I thought because that Long Beach Pyramid is a great venue to watch professional wrestling. Not sports entertainment, my friend. Professional, professional wrestling. wrestling. And I was being very unprofessional. I believe there was one wrestler as a hangman page. Uh, he, he's, he's the second most famous dick wrestler. Obviously, the most famous dick wrestler is Joey Ryan. But Oh, uh, you, you don't mean like guys who are actually a dick, but you mean people no, penis. who use their penis. I'm sorry. Famous penis, pe- famous penis wrestler. And they, I mean, not, not like their penises don't wrestle each other. That's no, no, there is no sword fighting per se, at least not yet. No, but uh, the, the second most famous penis wrestler, uh, Adam Hangman Page, or as he's more officially known as the Hungman. I, I I yelled at the top of my lungs, hit him with your dick, Peach! <laughs> <laughs> and because I have a big pair of lungs, yeah, it, it echoed through the uh, through the Long Beach Pyramid. People around me were like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, th- that's going to happen all show. I, yeah. uh, I, I was expressing my opinion many times throughout the the, the show. And, it, and it actually, it was a really great show. Was your opinion felt? Uh, my opinion was felt. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, there, there's a, one wrestler... Uh, he uh, he's Switchblade Jay White, uh, and some uh, I cannot take credit. Another uh, another fan at the last show we went to in March, uh, they called him the Knife Pervert because he loves knives. Like imagine, uh, I'm sure you remember the, the third Austin Powers movie, Goldmember. Yeah, remember how Goldmember? I tried I'm, to forget it. Okay, yeah. but uh, well, the, the Goldmember loved gold. You know, he loved, he loved gold. gold. No, this guy. Just imagine instead of uh, you know a, a creepy old man with with freaking his skin coming off, it's a it's a young New Zealander. Who kind of looks like uh, Kylo Ren, but he loves knives. Does he cut his own skin off? No, oh. not yet. <laughs> I'm sure after he has a, a grand fall, he will be slicing off his skin and screaming about it. In a or very cutting off his fashion. hair. And or cutting off his hair. Like no, his entrance video is him cutting a bunch of books and cutting a bunch of uh, uh, of strings that are like strewn about a room, like he was a conspiracy theorist, or kind of like like Charlie Day and. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. So he. Uh, so someone else at the last uh, show that we went to called him knife pervert. So naturally, <laughs> I I wanted to keep that tradition going, and uh, at the top of my lungs, I'm like, "Fuck you, knife pervert!" <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is really great because I, I I did not necessarily start, but at the end of the match that he had, the entire crowd, all four thousand strong, we were all yeah, "Fuck you, Jay White." <laughs> Fuck you, Jay White. 
And then Rosa's godson, he was like, wow, you guys really get into, like, into this. Because her, uh, her godson, a young 15-year-old man, a uh, year-old young boy. I don't know what the – he's in between. Young uh, teen, teen, teenager. I don't know why I'm losing words. This is what happens when you start to get old. My brain no longer functions normally. Uh, he had never been to a professional wrestling show before, but his godmother, Rosa, convinced him. Was like, hey, you might notice. And he actually, he's seen that a, a good time. He was like, he was, he was popping, as they say, in the, uh, in the in the wrestling business where he was emoting and he was like, whoa, oh, wow, that was cool. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 he, was, he was popping for, for the wrestlers, right? all, all the high spots, so to speak, in, in professional wrestling. That's when a big move, like a moonsault yeah. or some sort of big maneuver, like a, like a pedigree or, or a people's elbow or, or to, to use WWE parlance, so to speak. But yeah, he, he seemed to have a really good time afterwards, even though like it was pretty uncomfortable because we had to sit there for about like four hours. It was a four-hour show. It uh, sounds like that's usually how it goes with a lot of wrestling shows, about maybe two, three, four-hour long shows. Yeah, because when we went to go watch uh, Monday Night Raw with uh, myself, yourself, Lamar Harris, and lovely little uh, Lily Monster, we went to go watch her, some of her favorites. We got to see uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey. We got uh, to see a lot of stuff. Actually. We got to see lots of stuff. We got to see Lonzo Ball's dad decide to go ape on the and. And we saw one of the kids uh, drop the N bomb. Yeah, Lamelo. Lamelo Ball dropped his balls and said the N word live on WWE television, which effectively helped everyone else out because I meant that they couldn't come back on later. They were supposed to come back later for oh. more stuff. Oh, why? But a uh, good old Vince McMahon's like, you can't say that word here. I can say that word back in the Attitude Era, but you can't say that word. We're a PG company. No, uh, there, there, there was a where Booker T can call it out. Yeah, Booker T can yell it out in the middle of Spring Stampede 1997. But he also can whip out his dick in the middle of a supermarket. You know, oh my God. Well, one of the Facebook groups I follow like, was posting up uh, some of their, their favorite Stone Cold performances. Oh my God. And they're like, oh yeah, I remember the supermarket. And like, it, I took everything. I had to stop myself from going, yeah, when he knocked out Booker T's dick and re- rechristened him. But we saw Booker's Booker D. D. Why did you? Why didn't you tell them? It's something that needs to be known. I don't know. I didn't want to be the penis guy. That's Joey Ryan's gimmick. That's gimmick infringement, my friend. True, but at the same <laughs> you time, you know what? Maybe it gimmick. shouldn't be as well known because then it won't be on YouTube anymore. I mean, uh, uh, but you know, do you know where it is? It's on WWE Network. Yeah, it's absolutely on <laughs> WWE. It totally is on. Uh, it was a September episode of SmackDown. I I tracked it down so I could show Rosa because Rosa didn't because after we discussed it on she the didn't podcast, believe that the, she was that like, "There's no Booker's way. Team. There's a penis." Uh, uh, like, yep. Booker D, yeah, he may be the he may be the five time world champion, but he's a he's got more than five. If you know what I'm, if you smell what the Dre is cooking, what is happening in that football game? But yeah, the, the this uh, New Japan awesome show. Uh, I was slightly disappointed that it did not sell out like it did at previous times. I I feel like it may have been a combination. They didn't announce any of the matches until literally last weekend. Really. <laughs> Uh, it, it, was just, it something that was just like thrown together at the last minute? No, I mean they anna- they announced it in July. They announced it a few months ago. It was just uh, I don't know. It's just kind of the way New Japan does things. They kind of like they say they're gonna have an event and then they don't announce the um, the matches until we get to the week of the show. Kind of not to spoil what's gonna happen because you know obviously the, the the matches were affected by the previous events of the previous week. Yeah. So it, it, they they have a very unique presentation as opposed to WWE, which you know does their heavy promotion, you know, months in advance. But uh, it was a great show. It, uh, I want to say it was probably uh, of the three shows that I watched. I were last year they were in Long Beach at the uh, at the convention center, and then at they, the pyramid. No, last year was the oh, convention, center. convention center. Earlier this year was the first pyramid show, and then the, the, now it's like we've had two. Sh- there's been three shows in America this year: two down here in the pyramid, one up at the Cow Palace. I don't. And uh, one of our Facebook viewers, Kiet Fam, who was there with me, uh, our, our friend, my friends, Kiet Fam, Juan Carlos Marquez, Joshua Jackson, and Megan Haley, all, they they were there. Our, our, my buddy Josh Jackson was the one who who acquired the tickets for us because he 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 was on top of it. He he was Johnny on the spot or or Josh on the spot <laughs> to pick picking up the tickets, and we all sat together. And we had a, we had a we had a great great time. And this was probably yeah of the three shows, this probably was the best show, like just top to bottom. It was really entertaining. I was really happy that. Uh, Rosa's godson, he got to experience an amazing show. Like from start to finish, the crowd was just totally. The crowd was really hot for the show. They were like, from the very first match going on. There were there was lots of different chants, lots of yelling, lots of reaction from the crowd. Lots uh, of cursing from grown men around yes. children. 
Yes, yes, there were. <laughs> yes, there were. And you know something that, that that gives me a lot of hope that I've mentioned before several times that the the mix of the crowd for this show is like 50-50 male female. Nice. Like, and back in the days, it would probably be more like 70-30, 80-20, but the the mix of the crowd was you know 50-50 down the middle. Nice. It's it, it's great because uh, uh they were showing this documentary from Japan because they because uh, prior to the show they they had a bunch of like videos going on. There's this documentary of the mo- the very recent. They had a huge tournament in Japan all through uh, all through August called the G1. That's where they determined the, the who's going to face the champion at their big wrestling show in January. Okay. And they were interviewing fans during this documentary. It was a little amusing because they they keep going all the female fans during the documentary and they're like, "Oh, why do you like Yoshihashi? I think he's really hot. <laughs> why yeah. do you like Okada? Oh, he's very attractive. I tell I tell all my friends at school that they should follow Okada because he's because he's handsome. <laughs> and I was like, that's how they get the ladies. The ladies, wa- the ladies watch New Japan Pro Wrestling in Japan because the men are attractive. <laughs> I, I'm sure it helps. Uh, uh, my, even my lady Rosa, she uh, the, 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 one of the big guys, Hiroshi Tanahashi. He has lovely Heather Locklear hair. He has the most beautiful hair. Really? He has a he has a lion's mane of hair. It is rather lovely. Wow. I, I'm. <laughs> Uh, just you, the I mean, you described like, it. Go, go, Google image search Tanahashi, and then you'll you'll you'll, you'll see what a, what I mean with his, his beautiful hair. Except he he had a he had a weird hairdo like a few months ago. But other than that, he normally it, his hair game is on point, as the young people would say. But yeah, it was a great show. So much fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to for them to come back again. Uh, just the best show that they've done so far here in America. Because g- coming in, the internet was really taking a dump on the show because it was a lot of tag matches. There, there wasn't any. Um, I guess some people were expecting a lot more storyline advancement within, you know, because they do much like most professional. There are storylines, there are heroes, there are villains, yeah. there's betrayal, there is championships, and there's more faith in the stories than there over there than there. Are. Oh yeah, here though, they're much more organized. Yeah. it's really funny because the guy who's who's orchestrating a lot of this, he's actually one of the wrestlers. Oh, cool. Yeah. He he is a, a he is one of the wrestlers a, a man ghetto. <laughs> you may have seen him in the uh, Attitude Era. He, he used to come over here with his, with his tag team partner Jado and Ghetto. They used to wrestle for ECW on occasion. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, he he's one. He it's funny because he just betrayed uh, storyline wise. He just betrayed one of the one of the one of the most popular wrestlers to side with the knife pervert. Because <laughs> <laughs> the knife pervert has a rocket strapped to his back. They're they're pushing in in wrestling terms. They give him a big push. That means they're promoting him. They're yeah. they're they're pushing him to the top of the card oh it's great too because there actually were some wwe uh talents at the show watching it really uh, kiet josh juan carlos and megan they actually got to see a uh, current nxt women's champion Kyrie sane the master of the diving elbow the pirate princess the of NXT. greatest freaking elbow drop in the history of wrestling and i will put that against macho man's elbow yeah. drop because by the end, Macho Man's elbow drop looked like it was hurting him more than. Oh the yeah, elbow. I think he had to have knee surgery because of all he had of to the have knee ass or hip surgery for it too. Yeah, but but Kyrie Sane's Kyrie Sane's is freaking beautiful. It was great. They got to see her on the way in because they were at the security checkpoint. Because if you had, they were very tight on security this time around. Like if you had any sort of bag, they had they, they went through it. They wouldn't let Kyrie Sane in because her bag was not clear. Because you could only bring a wow. clear bag inside. You had to go take your car, your bag back to the car. Aww. If you had a, a bag that was not clear, they, they, I don't know if the security, they probably didn't know they were dealing with NXT women's champion Kyrie saying yeah. NXT superstar. Seriously, the, the most amazing elbow drop in the history of wrestling. It's a, it's a great elbow. She gets so high. It's this little taru taru of a woman. She's yeah. like, she's like four foot eleven, and she just throws every ounce of her will into yeah. that elbow it's adorable drop. fury when, when it she is. when she when she does it it's like you you cannot believe such fighting spirit comes out of such a, a a tiny adorable young woman like her legs go flying yeah upward. she literally she goes sideways and up like she turns in midair like where she's pointing yeah. <laughs> her legs point up and she's yeah. like diving down yeah i the, it's that an amazing is, elbow drop Kyrie yeah. Sade, right there. if you're watching on facebook uh kiet fam Put her name right there, Kyrie Sane. She is in the, her insane elbow. I believe that's the terrible name they gave. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the elbow drop. She was there. Uh, NXT announcer Mauro Mauro Ranallo was there. Mamma Mia! <laughs> it, it, and what's really cool, what he did? Well, they had to usher Kyrie Sane away during the the intermission because everyone all of a sudden realized, holy shit, there's an NXT superstar here. They they bum rushed her and they they security escorted her to the to the locker room. <laughs> yeah, but. 
NXT announcer Maranello was there. He actually used to call New Japan uh, for the American show here that's on Access TV, and he actually was really cool. He stayed in his seat, and people actually formed a, a formed a line, and he greeted and took selfies with everyone who was down there in, right. in, in the lower bowl area. It was really cool. That's pretty cool. I like it when people that are famous to within that niche mm-hmm. appreciate the fans and it, aren't big timing. Yeah, they're, they're not big timing. It, it, it was really cool of him. Obviously, for for Kyrie, she had to get out of there because she was being swarmed. It was like everyone's like ah, losing her goddamn mind. It, you know, a a broadcast uh, announcer like people recognize. Oh, cool! And so all the they were a lot more organized for that. And he, he I kinda, think I think the term is game recognized game. Game recognized game. They were a little bit more respectful of of a, of a Mr. Mauro Ranallo. <laughs> He, he's a very nerdy. I don't know if you've caught any of the NXT on on uh, on uh, on the WWE Network, but he's a very nerdy announcer. He loves working in pop culture references throughout all of his calls. It's he's actually very amusing. He's one of my favorite play by play commentators nice. out there in professional wrestling. But great show, awesome time had by all. Uh, I think we may have in, in, created another wrestling fan in, in Rose's godson. <laughs> I told I told Meg get on YouTube. <laughs> now YouTube is now your friend. Go go look up all the fun stuff, all the independent stuff. Don't worry about WWE. Look up all this cool independent stuff like Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Gorilla. You know, something else last week. I you know I actually came prepared today. I had several things I had written down for format. <laughs> and one of the things that I noticed last week. Because my favorite thing to do is to go look at my Facebook memories. Because I, I feel like that is kind of replaced. That's kind of a hard drive for me, at least for the last you know ten years or so. It helps me remember things. Because you know, as we're getting older, father time is cruel. Oh yeah, <laughs> father time sucks. And so those Facebook memories help me kind of remember things, you know, good and bad. And it was around this time uh, two years ago when uh, the, my, my, I faithfully was working for, for the Gestapo. I was working for GameStop again when I, when I made that decision to go, all right, let me go try this again and see if I can earn a living. And it was, it was literally, I think it was, the, it was either on my birthday or the day after my birthday when the store manager I was working for, he, he pulled me aside and he sat me down and he told me, Dre, if your performance doesn't improve, we're going to let you go at the end of the month, at the end of my 90 days, uh, whatever probation that, yeah. And most jobs start you off on that. I was like, damn. And I, I posted about that on Facebook. Yeah, happy birthday to me. <laughs> GameStop just let me know they're going to fire me at the end of the month. Because, you know, again, it's always been the, that performance-based business, which I'm sure it's a, yeah, I think it's a big factor in their, you know, in their eventual downfall, it seems to be. Yeah. In, in, in the near future. Because <laughs> I know, as we've talked about here before, they're, you know, they've been trying to sell themselves. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to, GameStop themselves are trying to get out of the GameStop business. Well, yeah, because uh, everything they, and it's not necessarily the digital flip that's making it happen. It's no, it's their own business. It's practice. their own business practices, their own their, their views on customer service. And it really made me think about that because I know we did the big, you know, GameStop pipe bomb. That was like one of the early episodes of the show. Yeah. But I really wanted to stop and think like that. It was really fucking shitty. Oh, hi. Rosa is watching. Hello, Rosa. Thank you for joining us, honey. And I really thought about it like how shitty was it? It's. I was getting in trouble for giving a shit about customers. And I'm trying, uh, my, my boss didn't like that I was, you know, actually conversing with them and not trying to force them to pre order something or not. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't force the magazine upon people. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how can you, uh, in this customer service world where everything's very based on this, you know, can we send home the customers happy? Because now customers have that you know ability to reach out on a Yelp or on a customer service survey, and there was no incentive for a customer to report back. Oh, this guy was really good. Like the customer yeah. service surveys that GameStop had were like, did did our tool mention pre-orders? Did our tool mention the power-up rewards? <laughs> did our tool mention warranties? Did our tool mention pre-ordered or pre-owned games? There's no mention of like, hey. How was your service? Yeah. Did did our employee do a good job? There's none of that. It's a they didn't five. Care qu- about that? They didn't care about that. And I, remember I would consistently come back like bad on those customer service areas because I wouldn't force a pre-order on someone. And if they already had the power rewards, I'm like, I wouldn't mention it. Or like, you know, hey, if you want to save money, that's on you, bro. If you don't want to save money, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'll mention it, and that's about it. I'm not going to force it down your throat. And it just it really bothered me. This past week, because I sat and thought about it for a little while, I was like, "What the fuck, man?" I my boss told me, "Oh, you're, you're 
I think your your little t- your your shtick isn't gonna work here in Linwood because that's where I was at the, for for that. I, I'm like, are you trying to tell me I'm too white, bro? That's <laughs> the, funny, right? Yeah, like, your, your shtick. I think you do really well in Orange County. I'm like, so in a very roundabout way, are you trying to tell me that I'm too white to work in Linwood? <laughs> and do I have to work the word in Holmes into every What's statement up, Holmes? I make? Hey, like, or depending on the context, you if really I, uh, want to check out this Mega Man game, Holmes. Holmes, or you know, because you know, right there in Linwood, I was right in the border between you know, like a very African American area, a very Hispanic area. So, yeah. I w- would I have to start putting different inflections? Like, sup, dog? Yeah. Sup, dog? What's up, homie? Sup, Holmes? Orale, <laughs> go check out this new this Battlefield game, Holmes. Like, no, it's like, I think that's one of the reasons I really I can't go back to that corporate style work anymore. Because right now, like like Judy Lynn said right here on Facebook Live, you know, stick to your principles. And I I really do try to stick to my principles, which I think is, you know, it's a double-edged sword in this world. <laughs> like, if you stick to your principles, yeah, good. Yeah, I, 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 I live my life with honor. But as with GameStop, I stuck to my principles, and they fired my ass after 90 days. Yeah. <laughs> because I wouldn't do what they – I was trying to do right by the customers. But, oh, I wasn't doing right by GameStop. Yeah. Yeah. And that – at the end of the day, there's certain times where your principles are the right, you know, it's best to stick by your guns and not let yourself get bought, like, you know, consumed by that corporate entity and that energy that you get from them. And then there are times where you realize, man, my guns suck and I really need to fucking try something I, new. I, I need to try something new. I need to, yeah, it's like, uh, I need to find a different. These guns I've stuck to have kind of got me here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in this situation that sucks. I mean, yeah, it's funny because when I first got interviewed to go back to GameStop, they were like, oh, no, no, they were very customer service focused. And then literally within that first month, I'm sure I'm, oh, well, for those of you who watched that episode, this is a little small bit of a rehash, but that was like a year and a half ago. I don't think most of you have seen that episode or watched that episode, but why not bring it up again? Where they were very focused on customer service, but I guess a couple years of like their their profits, uh, the profit percentages were down. So like all of a sudden, oh no, we got to go back to the old days. The the reason why Dre quit GameStop back in two thousand and (laughs) five. This all you must get the numbers. The circle of life. Why seriously? What what convinced that company that that's the way to go? Uh, Like it. I understand in the short term, it makes them a little bit of money and mm-hmm. uptick in their sales. But at the end of the day, there's going to be such, such a backlash because, you know, all the consumers are going to see start seeing through this bullshit. Yeah. I think inherently one of the biggest problems in that is that it's a publicly held company. Like whenever a company goes, I think that's one of the big, big problems with a lot of these corporations when they become publicly held when they sell shares where there are shareholders there's this constant need to appease the shareholders there's this impossible task of oh we have to make profits every quarter if we if we become stagnant or if we stay the same then all of a sudden that's seen as like oh we're failing everything's going wrong oh i'm sure they're gonna love their third quarter uh and their fourth quarter sales because of all the games that are coming out right now and like Literally tonight is when El- the floodgates open on games. But you know what? Um, I-, I saw it's funny because like, on LinkedIn I still follow GameStop news. I haven't unfollowed it, but I know they had they released their um, their quarterly profits. They are so they are down. They're up on hardware, but they don't make profit on hardware. Yeah, they're down on software. They're down on pre-orders. Huh. Uh, they're down on pre-owned. Like all this stuff. Like they are down and like oh we're having a rally. So like their their stock price is going down a little bit because oh wait we're not profiting and like people are selling off their shares. And I, I think inherently sometimes that's the problem with a lot of these businesses. Where I think if they were still a privately held company and they were not held responsible by the shareholders, I think it'd probably be it would be a very different business. It would be, but it'd probably end up getting bought out by a bigger company. By a bigger company, yeah. And that, you know, we saw that happen with how many different game shops and, and not just the mom and pop stores, but the ones that actually, you know, like Egghead Software. They just they became new egg. Yep. <laughs> they they like a lot of the places that we remember got bought out by larger corporations mm-hmm. that butchered them. Yeah, exactly. The places so, that took care of customers, that had deals, that you know, places you go to, they get taken over by these giant corporations. And so, what GameStop is basically saying is, "Fuck it, we will become the big corporation and try to consume ourselves." Yeah, and then and, and wear and, ourselves so thin that we cr- we collapse under our own weight. And that's that's basically what's happened over like the last. Rome. 
Yeah, like Rome. Because <laughs> I can tell you, the first time I worked at GameStop when I was a very young man, it was very different. Like, if you got 10 pre-orders in a week, you were hailed as a conquering hero. Yeah. <laughs> Over the course of seven days, if you convinced 10 people to pre-order a game, you were given a plaque. If you don't get ten in a day now, then you're like you're not you're not good. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like what you only had ten pre-orders this whole week. What's wrong with you? You should be you should be averaging five pre-orders every shift for for every hour you work. You should be getting a pre-order and a reservation. Why aren't you doing that? You work twenty hours this week. There should be twenty and twenty right now. Are they insane? They are. No, it it's this unreasonable. Like they have to hire sociopaths. Yeah. Yeah, they have to hire people, and I get the feeling that's what's happened, like, just in general, what's becoming more accepted in the culture. Of corporate world. Yeah, not just corporate, just in general. In general. There's more and more people that are more accepting of just straight-up antisocial behavior. Yeah. Like, and, like, people basically saying, "I, I have zero caring for you and protecting you as a person who has money and may have may have a limited amount of it and should spend it accordingly on the right thing. Exactly. And instead, they're looking. They're it's basically like vultures. Mm-hmm. And the, these people who who would not have had retail jobs or or any type of these jobs in the past, or now like they're encouraged to be kind of soulless. Uh, I was yeah. telling Rosa about the, the 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 lady who made me quit Disney. That lady was a sociopath. That lady was a. She's very single mind. She's still there. She's she continually moves up because that's what succeeds in this world now. Yeah. Like, are you single minded? Do you not care about people's well being? Guess what? We have a place for you. Oh, you're very profitable. <laughs> yeah. You're only focused on one thing: the bottom line and moving up in this world. That's what we want out of you. And and unfortunately, yeah, it's like. Old people like me who have a very old school mentality of, hey, we should take care of the people around us. <laughs> uh, uh, seen a, I'm seen as a bleeding heart, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like to take care of people. I like When I was selling stuff, like when a family would come in to buy a system, I would make sure they, 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 they only got what they needed. Where like someone else would see that like, oh, we should be taking them for all that they got. And I'm like, what the fuck? This yeah. family is making this investment, you know, because especially over there, it's like you see like these these families don't they're, they're not of rich means where they're just going to come in and drop a G like nothing. No, they, you know, the young person or family wants a game system and, you know, they are they they decided to reward whoever the young person is and they with, with the game system. And, they, and I would tell them, all right, here's what you like. What what game do you really want? And I'd say, hey, here's your game. Here's what you need. You don't need anything else. Like, why isn't there a second controller? Why isn't there a power rewards? Why isn't there a network card? There, there should be all these things with that transaction. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sending them with what they need, not what we want them to take. <laughs> yeah, like, like we're taking care of people's needs here. Like, I'll tell you, you know, with video games, it's, it's a lot more of wants than needs. But you know, I'm only sending them home with what's necessary. And 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 again, that's my mentality was not. Plus, Correct for GameStop. You're looking after people, uh, and that's not something. It, it basically they went from having game stores be filled with people who were knowledgeable and looking after the consumer and trying to advise them the right way to people who are now basically used car used car salesmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We're like, I was trying to create someone who could come back and like they I. My always my big thing was I wanted them to be able to trust my decisions, like I could I, that they they knew that if they talked to me I was not trying to rip them off, and that way you're not you're not taking advantage of someone you're creating a customer yeah. and that person someone would, who wants to come back who wants to come back and I think uh, call me crazy you're crazy I am crazy that's I think that's much better in the long term. I'd agree. I felt like that when I was working, at my, when I was a store manager back in 2003, 2005, people would come back specifically because I was fair. I was, <laughs> I would bend the, the the policies when necessary to help someone out. I would, you know, steer them in the correct direction. I would, you know, make sure that people go out, leave with what they wanted, not with yeah. what I think they, they, they had to have. With the exception, as, as Jai Potter who's watching, or as in our exception sometimes, we wouldn't let them leave with a bad game. <laughs> Sorry, you cannot buy Devil May Cry 2. <laughs> yeah. See, here's the thing. I agree with you. There's a problem with that, though. 
I'm crazy too. I know you're crazy as well. Yeah, you, you you agree with me because you're also crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and unfortunately, there's not not enough you know that of that type of crazy. We get the other type of crazy. Like Jai Polidor right here on on Facebook Live says, if you had a choice between doing the right thing and having enough money to get a solid gold cougar, who would you choose? <laughs> Both the feline and a forty year old hot chick. Most people would choose the cougar. <laughs> And I think that's 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 where, as a society, we are. Most people are willing to, you know, quote unquote, sell their soul <laughs> for the for the short term and not think about the long term. I don't know if that's just like just a generational thing or just, just greed is good. We, we everyone took a, a wall that movie Wall Street. Gordon Gecko. They took him a little too seriously. Uh, greed is good. They really took that shit too seriously. I, I get the feeling a lot of people lost their humanity at some point, and it was all in sa- like to sacrifice their soul for money. Yeah, and it it's there's a certain feeling of you know how like and I hate bringing it up because it's a terrible uh, a terrible comparison, yeah. but it's actually appropriate when you think about it. It's terrible when and appropriate. You, that's 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 what this world's about. It's all the people who ended up like the Nazis in Germany. Who were like I was just following orders. I didn't. I didn't want to get thrown onto a train and and I didn't want to die. So I wanted to send these other people off. I, to die. I just was following orders. So you can't blame me. Oh, we we can blame you, <laughs> man. It, it, no, you know you're right. It, that's a terrible but appropriate. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. Com- it's it's drastic, but but it's, it's a very appropriate. It, it's it's appropriate. timely. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's unfortunately very timely. Yeah. <laughs> with, with what's going on. It's just people choose themselves over other people, and I think that's why we we are in the state that we are currently in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's no joke. I, not not trying to get political here, but it's more it's more humanity. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, do we choose to continue our planet to 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 thrive, or do we continue to stick knives into our planet with with gas and all pollution and yada yada yada, so on and so forth? Oh, cli- climate change doesn't exist. No, that's all horseshit. <laughs> not like uh, your your grandchildren or your great grandchildren are gonna have to like live in, in some yeah. sort of like radioactive t- things or the earth will just reject us at some point. Yeah. There's uh, going to be an our You know what's going to happen? Uh, what's going to happen, Sam? Yeah. Three things these beings, these Three creatures are going to emerge from the planet. We will call them weapons. They will destroy everything and restart the planet. The Oh wait, sorry. That was the plot to Final Fantasy 7. My bad. Oh, I knew as soon as you said, I was like, oh, I, I know what you're doing. You're doing a video game plot. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it's okay, Sam. You're not wrong. <laughs> the, the earth will rebel against us at some point. They w- it will send. There will be giant kaijus that will emerge exactly. from a portal and wipe out humanity. Yes. Because to quote Agent Smith from The Matrix, humanity is a virus. It just consumes and consumes until everything is gone. You know, I think that Agent Smith and Thanos need to have lunch. You know what? See, but Agent Smith would think Thanos is half-assed. I agree. <laughs> and Thanos- only, only half? Why don't we just get rid of them all? <laughs> all the resources will be ours. <laughs> everything will be ours, Mr. Thanos. <laughs> oh, oh man! Kia fan brings up a really bad Mark Wahlberg movie. Or there will be a happening, you know, when the when the Earth is, uh, you know, the the plants were killing us. Yes. Oh my God! It's the plants. We we have to leave Boston because the plants are killing us. Uh, well, I'm a to, teacher. To quote another, actually much better Mark Wahlberg movie, Aim for the Bushes. Aim for the Bushes. <laughs> you know what? That is probably one of the best Mark Wahlberg movies, right up there with Ted. <laughs> I I would put that actually. That's better than Ted. It is better than Ted. It, it's so, it, and it's not a great movie, but it's still damn entertaining. <laughs> it's the other guys, everybody. If you have, if you're not the other it. guys, the other guys, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, and a special cameo by Samuel L. Jackson and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and Aim arguably for the, the greatest film suicide in history. <laughs> that is, that is. <laughs> I don't know if I even want to repeat that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is the greatest suicide in film history. Aim for the bushes. Aim for the bushes. They weren't committing suicide. They were aiming for the bushes. (laughs) 
Was, it was not their fault that they had very poor depth perception and poor um, log, uh, poor understanding of physics. Because every time I see it, I can only I, I always think back to the first time I saw it, mm-hmm. and I was like watching them <laughs> plummet, and you're like, "What are they doing? They're dying. What are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? And then they hit the ground. And you're like, "There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes." That's <laughs> It's genius. It was just brilliant. I am I am a proud owner of that film, and as I'm sure you are as well, yes, Mr. Samzia. You know what? Something that some days I'm not proud to own my, my goddamn iPhone. And I, I love the iPhone because I am not a technologically good man. I mean, I'm I'm not. Well, I should say I'm not good at technology. As I get older, I, I, I find that I become more and more of a, uh, I believe the term that Will Link told me about one day was a Luddite. Mm. A Luddite, someone who doesn't understand technology. And, and I wonder I, if he could tell us what that means in Japanese. I know, because uh, Will Link is in Japan. I don't, I can't imagine him in his, in his Long Island accent trying to speak Japanese. Domo arigato. <laughs> He's, Hiroshi Tanahashi. He went to a couple baseball games. Okada Kazuchka. <laughs> he went to see some baseball out there. Did he? He was fascinated. Good with for it. him because the Cause, baseball culture out there is awesome. Yeah, it's like they have chants for every player, like separate chants for every player going up to bat. Oh, yeah. You know, and it'd be funny if like one of the players was someone that nobody liked and they just all start calling him an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> In Japanese? That'd yeah. Great. So, so these damn iPhones, and I don't think that that's probably was part of the root of the problem with our technology <laughs> early on, because we broadcast this show on the internet from my iPhone, <laughs> and I was running two iPhone. I have my old iPhone, my my old iPhone four or six, and then I have a six S over here. That for those of you that it's Stone Age and Bronze Age, because apparently they just released iPhone X something, X Men, X Machina, X I don't know. It, they're getting expensive. I, I was at Best Buy and I saw that those new iPhones are fifteen hundred dollars. It makes sense. It, it makes sense. It, I mean, it logically makes sense. I mean, you have to remember, it's not like like you're going to get a discount on on getting it if you buy it at a freaking like cell phone distributor that you can go and get some kind of deal with them, a contract or something. Yeah, but but I mean, you have to remember, it, these it, are high-powered processing I know. pieces. I, we are whatever. It is a television studio in our pocket. Yeah. It is broadcasting uh, uh, us on the internet right now. We can edit this video later. We can record all kinds of stuff. It, they are magical devices. But for fuck's sake, man, 50, for this iPhone X whatever, fucking iPhone, it's an iPhone X wife, iPhone X freaking X X con not as expensive as an X wife. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but for fuck's sake, I, I was looking because I was I was because it's really great now. They have these televisions at, at Best Buy that kind of just they, they scroll through all the phone options that they have, and I saw I was like, all right, if I want to get an iPhone eight, it's like seven hundred eight hundred dollars. I'm like, oh, even that's like I paid. I think I probably paid seven hundred dollars for this phone that we're broadcasting on right now mm. but i spread that over the course of two years and yeah. my and my, my contract it is uh, i i don't believe in, in leasing the phones because we have too much information on these things there, there's too much save that's why i kept this other one right here <laughs> I, I could have quote unquote traded it in but like fuck that you're gonna give me a hundred bucks i think fuck you there's too much information on there yeah to just trade it in and so i'm, I'm like oh this phone that we were broadcasting on it is it's two years i've had it for over two years and lately, with all these Apple products, ever since uh, Steve Jobs died, there's this planned obsolescence in all these Apple products. They plan on them failing, or they plan on them being obsolete. They also start uh, fucking with the batteries. Yeah, they start fucking with the batteries. That's why I have to keep this goddamn thing plugged in all the goddamn time. Yeah. And it fucking makes me mad. It's like now it's like I, I'm gonna have to like, all right, I'm gonna I'm trying to look for like the cheapest iPhone. I still wanna I still wanna stay with iPhones because I hate Androids. My 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 two and a half years of working for the, the Nabi, the tablet company, I learned that I really don't like Android. I am yeah. not I personally, personally, I don't like Android because it kind of requires you to be a little bit more tech savvy than I currently am. I like that my iPhone is idiot proof. <laughs> it is very simple. Tap screen. Boop. <laughs> All right. It's like literally boop boop boop. It's like when I bought my first MacBook in 2008, 
that was the most amazing experience of my life because before I had always been a, a PC person and I struggled even when I was younger and, and you know, mu- much more adept at learning. Now that I'm getting older, it's harder for me to learn things. It's, you, can't, you truly cannot teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> and man, that first MacBook, oh, I was like, I, I was making DVDs of my of my my of my basketball team. I, I was in an intramural basketball league. Yeah. And uh, and so I was um I was very uh I would record them. I used an old camcorder, but then I was able to connect the camcorder to the MacBook, rip the video and then through iMovie, I could edit it. I could put in a, I can make highlights. I put in graphics. I would have the score showing at the bottom of the screen every time someone scored. Yeah. I'd have their name come up with how many points they've scored. Then That's funny. And then I I used all the music from my iTunes. And I would put in bumper music as it, it was a highly produced. Yeah. <laughs> I I produced a game. That's pretty cool. It was like and just and then the, the, the Mac was just pointing and clicking me all the way through everything. All right, drag the drag the drag the the photo you want here. All right, drag the graphic. Type in what you want. It was just drag and click, drag and click. Where like before, like I, I felt like I would have had to get a freaking doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> to to do this in a different program, like with the iMovie, with it it it's really for. Dumb people. I hate to say that I'm. When it comes to technology, I'm kind of dumb. When it comes to comic books and video games and you know, uh, geek philosophy, I I feel that I'm rather intelligent. But you are a geek philosopher. I'm a geek philosopher. But when it comes to like really technical stuff, I I, I struggle. Like it takes me a little while. I have to sit there for a little bit and figure it out. I, I don't pick it up. But with my first MacBook, very easy. And after that, I became an Apple person. And I'm like, I immediately like the very next phone I got after I got rid of my BlackBerry was an iPhone four. And I went from a four to to a four S, and then I went to a freaking the six at the six, and then I with the six S, and I, I kind of tried to lay it. I, I, I don't. I'm, a lot of people get the new phone every single time. My roommate Trent Trail, he picked up whatever the X, whatever X Machina, whatever the the, the new one is. <laughs> I saw that he had it, and I was like, Good God, man! <laughs> like he's he he worked for Apple, so he's on top of that. But it just it kills me. I, I on my birthday, I almost went to go buy. Uh, the new phone, a uh, new phone, because like this thing, uh, it's over two years old. The uh, the programs are slowing down. <laughs> You're due. I, I I I am I am well overdue. Like because technically this phone is three years. I've been using it for two years, but technically it's three years old. It's a six S. Oh wow, yeah yeah, you definitely. So out of the out of the box, it's only two years old, but. It's actually th- I, when I was explaining it to to my roommate Trent, like, oh wow, that's actually a three year old phone. Yeah. Oh, I f- I'm like fuck. Like I gotta find. I'm like so. Like me, like I'm gonna continue this. I'm gonna go find a seven or an eight, yeah. whatever the cheapest option is, because I am not a man of, I am not a man of means right now. <laughs> I am a man of brokes. Yeah. And, and so I'm gonna go find me an eight or an eight S or whatever, whatever the whatever phone is a year or a year old. That's not the iPhone X because I'm like, oh, it's that thing's a grand. It's that thing's a grand and it's a year old. Yeah. And I get the feeling that considering what you have now, if you ha- get the eight, uh-huh. it'll be a significant step up. So you're it gonna be like be. totally jazzed with it. You're not gonna. I, I think I would. That's the thing. I would be very happy with it. It'd be yeah. a bigger screen. I remember when I made the jump from a four from a four S to like a six. I was like, oh my god, my world has changed. I, I, this tiny screen was. Yeah. I remember when I jumped from my BlackBerry to the first, that first iPhone. I'm like, this is amazing. I can use the whole screen. I used to, I used to very much. Oh, I have to have a physical keyboard because I have giant, I have giant monkey thumbs. I have, I have the hands of an ape. I have the, I have the, I have the, I have the arms of an orangutan. And so I'm like, I have to have a physical keyboard. And then I got my first iPhone. I'm like, all right. And then this bigger one. I'm like, hey, hey it's bigger. I'm happy now. Everything's okay. I found a, a phone big enough for my monster hands. And it will be an upgrade, but it's just, I just it, it just it it kills me because I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this thing, I'm gonna lay down you know eight hundred thousand dollars over, I'm gonna either add it to my bill or I might just stick it to my Best Buy credit card. Sorry, Best Buy credit card, <laughs> eighteen months zero percent financing. This episode of Dre's Geek Philosophy is brought to you by Best Buy. Spend your life away. And I was just, I'm like, and then in two years I'm gonna have to go through the the same you song and dance again. You said zero percent APR, huh? Yeah, eighteen months. I might need to take advantage of that. I mean, that's a um, roommate. My roommate Trent Trail. He got he got himself a nice big 4K TV, and I saw in the mail he got his first. I think he got himself a Best Buy credit card because I think he's doing the 18 months zero interest. That yeah. that's what's keeping that place afloat. Unlike uh, Circuit City, <laughs> I think the the Amazon showroom, which is Best Buy. Yeah, no kidding. 
I think that's what's keeping them afloat. Like my Nintendo Switch, that baby was a 18 months uh, zero financing. I I'd hit the between the the extra controller and all that other stuff. I got to the 18 months and considering the games that are coming out over the next couple of months, I might need to open up a Best Buy. Best Buy credit card. Uh, I'm sorry. I hate to I hate to promote debt, but hey. If you want to be a nerd, sometimes you got to put yourself deeper in debt. It's not promoting debt. It's promoting me playing Red Dead 2. I know. I've, I've been trying to save. Oh, yeah. Trent Trail is watching, and yes, he is. <laughs> I, I, I guess he must have heard his name in the cosmos and started watching our show. <laughs> his ears were tingling. The Trent Trail's ears were tingling. And, yeah, you, you have to, I've been having to set aside... Um, I'm, 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 I'm set, I've been setting aside money for Red Dead because, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, that's going to be the one of the only game purchases I make. And then I'll, and Key FM mention, mentions the other game I might be I might pick up, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yes. The, yes. The, the destruction of friendship game. Yes. Yeah, no kidding. If you want to end some friendships, that's a game I'm definitely looking forward to. The, uh, I'm I'm holding off until uh, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, so that I can get. Like NBA 2K, yeah, yeah, because that'll come in at about the, 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 nineteen twenty bucks or nineteen yeah. thirty bucks. Yeah, you know? all the all the sports games have been that are coming out like August, September, October. They're they're all gonna be bargain basement price, the black Black Friday prices. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to Black Friday for a bunch of games, like Spider Man, for example. I'll probably get on Black Friday. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I, would, I would have to assume that game would probably be very uh, affordable uh, on Black Friday. Yeah, I'm assuming thirty bucks on that one as well. Thirty, thirty-five. We'll see. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what they did. They, they, they've been cutting themselves very deeply on some of these discounts. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I will say this. There are certain games that I'm going to get when they come out. One of them is going to be downloading on my PS4 in about three and a half minutes. Mega Man 11, Mega motherfuckers. Man 11. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big one. Uh, hey, it's funny because I thought off, 30 had... bucks already. It's, all, it's 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I hope that it's it's worth the thirty dollars, my friend. From but what? That, is it very like old school esque? It has the gameplay old school with graphics of today. Because like, uh, uh, an acquaintance of mine, uh, he's a big Mega Man fan. He's probably yeah. I, I I would argue he's probably one of the biggest Mega Man fans uh, I would know. Yeah. And as far as all my gaming friends, like he and he does game reviews for a website called Game Explain. There's a cheap cheap plug right there for game explain he does a lot of youtube videos and he he put out his video today i haven't watched it yet but now you're encouraging me to watch but right now like the only game i want right now is red dead yeah red dead red it, dead's the only thing i'm, I'm budgeting for i'm setting yeah. aside money you know i'll skip a lunch here that's you know you know a few dollars there i mean put it i've been putting the money in the envelope that way all right but what well something else that was announced i'm glad you brought it up you're you need 105 gigs of hard drive space for Red Dead Redemption Part Two, I'm just saying I already have an external hard drive. That's I realize I'm gonna have to set aside some money for an external hard drive. I got I know it. They're getting they're getting cheaper. Now, My right? problem is I have a kid that likes to pull the cord on it, so it keeps it keeps corrupting it, and they have to it keeps having to repair itself. So that's oh. where my problem is at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't have now, that problem. Fortunately, the the PS4 saves to the cloud. Okay. So I can still have all of my save material on there. I just need to be careful that he doesn't pull the cable on it. Yeah, because you know he's a little one one in one one year and nine months. Dude, he's so. ready to roll right now, man. That kid is. He that kid. He the only thing he isn't doing is com completing sentences. <laughs> he, you know, he'll say whatever he needs to say in Spanish. <laughs> I know, right? I, I, was, I was very fascinated that he's been learning more Spanish than English. Oh, dude, it was hilarious. Uh, did I tell you what he said to Maria? And it was the most punk rock moment of his life. What? What did? The, what did your young, your was, young boy say? I was both very proud and terrified at the same time. Oh boy. He he has this thing where he likes to climb up on parts around, around the house where he's not supposed to climb. Of course, because he's a child. Yeah, that's what kids do. But he would climb up on stuff, and Maria grabbed him and pulled him down and said, Escúchame, which, you know, in Spanish listen, is listen to me. is listen to me. Yeah, listen to me. And he goes, no quiero. Wow. No quiero is like, I don't want to. <laughs> I was like, I, inside, I, he, I was he like. He is not even, too, he hasn't even hit terrible twos, yeah, and he's already given the, the terrible two behavior. I was like. He is, punk, he is. I was like punk rock baby. He, he is three and a half months from terrible twos, and I'm terrified because he already doesn't listen to the damn thing we say. We say no, he does the exact opposite. We say look over here, he's running the other direction. So I'm, I'm that that response both 
impresses me and terrifies me. I'm like yes, proud of my boy you're for proud being, of, for standing up to his mother. But yeah, well, just that, to standing up, just to stand up. Like but that, then, oh you know? man, this little dude's gonna stand up to but me. But he at some ain't point. gonna listen to shit. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> he, he is his father's son. That's kind of true. You are you are a rally. Um, but I took calculated Martin. risks. I, I, knew, I, knew, <laughs> well, I knew when he hasn't trouble that. was around, and I would know when. He hasn't not learned. To... He hasn't learned that yet, and that's yeah. why you you will be the Jedi to his Padawan. You will show him when to be a nonconformist. I, I was just looking I, at him today, and I was like, "Man, that's my little Gohan right there." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh shit! I uh, that makes me Goku." Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> Yeah, that's because yeah, obviously you you my friend you are nonconformist you you do not conform. So that means that like you you know you you or some combination of you and Lamar need to become like Piccolo. I'm more than happy to take on that role. Yeah. So you know whenever I need to, <laughs> I am also bald. Come back, you guys can you know take care of the kid and. I'm also bald. I'll throw him on a mountain and make him go kill a dinosaur to feed himself. Dodge lesson number one. Dodge. Why didn't you dodge? Uh, I, I love the payoff in that. In that, in that was it in, in Dragon Ball? The last a few episodes of Dragon Ball. Uh, when he starts bridge. dodging, when he's stuff. like, "Go on, dodge!" Oh, you must be so proud right now. <laughs> <laughs> it could be dodging better. You could be dodging better. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was I was listening to that one earlier today while I was driving, and it's still hilarious. Still hilarious. You know, you know why I just because we're talking about your 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 young your young son. Yes. You know. He is actually going to be forever linked to this podcast. This podcast is one week older than him. Yeah, because yeah. I remember the first episode was the week before he was born. Yeah, and the second episode was the week he was born. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, Sam's out today, baby. <laughs> yeah, Sam's not here today, baby. <laughs> you can list him on the injury report. Sam's here, parentheses, baby. Yeah, <laughs> birth of son. Yeah, and it was a, it was an amazing birth. Uh, I'll see my like, oh yeah that's right like we can track you know like yo like your son and this podcast are almost the same age <laughs> yeah basically and, and so the the week after uh, the week before he turns two is when this show will turn two <laughs> and frighteningly enough he's actually more mature than us sad but true yeah I I hate to admit a thing but I I am not a man who comes on here and spits lies I I come on to this show and I spit the truth. No matter how embarrassing it is, <laughs> no matter how uh, negative it is for me. You know who else comes on this show and spits truth? No, 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 no. There will be none of that. Nope. You can you can take. Now you see me. Why, why don't you? Why doesn't Dave Franco do, do his best John Cena impression and just can't be seen? No, no. <laughs> Dave Franco ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> oh, how I miss doing the show here at the Secret Podcast Studios <laughs> with random appearances by Dave Franco's masturbating dick. <laughs> the third most famous dick, apparently, on this show behind Joey Ryan, Hangman Adam Page, and now Dave Franco. Dave Franco's number one on this show. <laughs> Fuck that. Joey Ryan will always be the number one penis. He came out at an independent show with a bunch of inflatable penises that carried out the corpse of Hangman Page. <laughs> I will show you that after the show. We will pull up the YouTube clip of Joey Ryan revealing that, no, he was not dead. And he came out with a cadre of men in inflatable penis costumes. And after he dick flipped Adam Page, who did not believe that the man he thought he killed in Japan was uh, indeed alive, but surrounded by men in inflatable dick costumes, he flipped them with his dick, he threw him out of the ring, and then he was carried away by eight men in giant inflatable penis costumes. My lady Rosa saw photos of this and messaged me. She's like, what is this? I'm like, I will have to explain. Hurry and end the show so we can watch this. I showed my lady Rose this, and she laughed because Joey Ryan is one of her favorite wrestlers. Of course, uh, Joey Ryan is almost every woman's favorite wrestler oh, yeah. <laughs> because he has a big. I saw a video. There was a video today where he broke a woman's arm. A woman came up from behind and tried to give him the low blow, the old Ric Flair low blow. Yeah, and then 
<laughs> and she's like, ah, then you see her arm is bent the other way. Ah! So I don't want to dispel the myth here, but yeah, she, obviously she was double jointed. Yeah. <laughs> so she made it look like her arm was broken. That's <laughs> when she's double jointed. She's like, ah, then she's like showing the ref because she came from behind to get Joey Ryan in the dick. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> And then she came away, like, her double jointed arm going the other direction. She's, like, showing the ref, and Joey's like, what? <laughs> Strongest penis in professional wrestling. It's not pro- it's not gay. It's pro wrestling. That's a quote from Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> you see anything weird in wrestling? Man flipping another man with his dick? <laughs> That's not gay. That's pro wrestling. Not sports entertainment. Professional wrestling. You know who's not professional? Me. And me. <laughs> We're both not professional. And you can follow our unprofessional tweets at SamZ570. <laughs> you can follow me at DreGP Podcast. If you want to see some of my unprofessional art, you want to read Dragon Ball Super Abridged, my webcomic that I draw every weekend. It's supposed to be every Saturday, but I've been very lagging. So it's been every weekend. <laughs> I posted it on Sunday. I did finish it like at 1 in the morning on Saturday. But <laughs> I was like, I'm not posting this at 1 in the morning. No one will ever see it. So you can follow that at SoCalClone. I haven't created an Instagram account for the show. I've just been using my personal account. I mean, eh. You can watch this on Twitch when Twitch is working at DreGPPodcast or twitch.tv forward slash DreGPPodcast. If you're listening to this audio version, which people randomly do. Remember I showed you the stats on no one been listening? Apparently last week, 100 people listened. Yay! So we never know. It's just random. There was some dude in Hacienda Heights just listening to the show. show. Whoever dude or dudette in Hacienda Heights, thank you for listening. <laughs> you can listen to us on SoundCloud. You can li- <laughs> also listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher. And something I realize I never say, listen to us on iTunes. Write a review. Let us know what you think. Share it on sh- your page. Share it on your page. Do some Tattoo sharing. Tattoo it on your forehead. <laughs> I don't know if I, uh, we haven't reached tattoo status yet. And I'm not like Jim Rome, where where fans tattoo his face onto their ankle or their or their arm. <laughs> Jungle ink, as he would call it. <laughs> we're working on it. We're working. We're we're getting there. We're 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 gonna keep showing up here every week, no matter how many people watch. I think like last week's episode, like hardly anyone watched last week's episode. But you know what? We're gonna still keep going back because you never know. Because some weeks we could have 1,400 views. Some weeks we'll have 100 views. But we're still going to keep coming back because I'm a stubborn bastard. I'm just picturing some woman getting a tattoo of your face in their pubic region and your beard is the bush. Good God. That'd be the greatest. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. (laughs) I can't stop that. (laughs) Just imagine this and then the, 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 the pubic area. Yeah, there you go. Just imagine that. For those of you watching on Facebook Live, if you're listening to this, you should go to Facebook.com forward slash Dre GB Podcast, and you can see the visual of imagining this wonderful goatee in the way that Sam's yet just described it. I mean, I, I, I've had my goatee called, being called prison pussy before, but good God, my friend. Well, you know, no, you're, I'm not, I'm not going to end the show there. You're welcome. Because you know what? A segment that I've been lax to do. Actually, I didn't do it last week because I didn't really. I didn't want to talk about what I learned last week. I'm going to talk about what I learned this week. Briefly, <laughs> what Dre learned this week. Yes, please. I learned that reading a comic digitally on a smartphone is weird. Because I found out that uh, through Amazon Prime, they let you read a bunch of books for free. And I went and I noticed, oh, wait. They have a bunch of comic books. They have a bunch of uh, trade paperbacks. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to read some free comics. <laughs> Hell yeah. I can carry it in my pocket. I, I got to read because uh, they're, they're, ever since uh, Disney and Marvel got in bed together, yeah. they canceled all the, all the Star Wars comics and Dark Horse comics. That's where all the comics used to be at this other company. And so they started publishing Marvel comics with Star Wars. Yeah. And um, the book was really good, but it's really fucking weird to read a comic book on a phone. Because it's not the size. It's not, the, it's not the, 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 the size of the boat. It's the motion in the ocean. It's the flipping, the pages. No, not even the pages. It's very dynamic. They zoom in on each panel. Huh. It's like, it's like you just get one panel. So like it brings the whole panel onto, yeah. the, onto your smartphone. I guess maybe it'd probably be better on a tablet, but I was reading it right here on my, my iPhone 6S. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like, and then you had to keep swiping, and like it'd be like one panel at a time. And... As an old man, 
I don't like it. <laughs> I like reading my comic books the traditional way, in paper, in my hands, without needing a battery or Wi-Fi. I'm a cranky old man. <laughs> and it was weird. I didn't like it. I did not like it at all. The book was really good, but I had to like slog through like tap, tapity, tap, tap, tap. I felt like I was playing a, a smartphone game. I'm re reward one panel at a time. Yeah. Like I was playing a rhythm game. Tapity tap, 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 tap. It was weird. I, I showed it to my lady Rosa because she's like, well, how is it weird? I'm like, here, pull up the Kindle app on my phone. She pulls up a Captain Marvel number one in theaters in March. And uh, she starts flipping through. She's like, yeah, this is weird. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's weird. Yeah. Digital comics. That's why, uh, honestly, that's why the digital comics hasn't really. T I feel like it hasn't taken off because it's just it's just not intuitive. I have the same issue with digital magazines. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess that we're going to be the you know the old guys sitting in the park bitching about the fact that we don't have a freaking newspaper or magazine anymore. Yeah. And we everything go went digital, and every all of us are going to be sitting there like you know again we're gonna we are almost we're already I mean damn it we're, we're almost forty we are already guess saying telling people to get the fuck off our lawn. Yeah. Yeah. I miss, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be honest right here, real quick. I miss the fucking newspaper. I fucking miss it. Fish wrap. Fish wrap. Good old fish wrap. I miss newspaper. But that's a topic for another week. Watch us every week. Monday nights, right here. 8 p.m. No matter what day it is. I did a show on my birthday last Wednesday. We did the, we did the Multiverse Comic Show. That happens every Wednesday night at 8.30 Pacific Time, where myself and Pete Malini, I hope Pete Malini feels better, at Nostalgic Comics. Yeah. We can watch him and I, he and I, I and him, in pronouns, I, I fail. English, bad. I don't speak English well. You can watch us every Wednesday night at 8.30 Pacific talking about comic books. I I pledge this week to do some streaming. I have not done it in the last three weeks because I have been lazy. My job has been, my other job where I'm a rep at 5 in the morning, at 7 in the morning respectively, has been kicking my ass. So instead of, instead of streaming, I've been sleeping. So... I'm going to try to stream either Spider-Man or stream some Super Nintendo games or I can stream some NES games from my Switch because they have all those old NES games on the Switch right now. So I'm going to stream something. I'm going to, I'm going to definitely go stream some pee out of my dick at some point. But there will be some streaming. It looks I, like I'm just like this weird monster that just crept up out of the side of your neck. It, it really does. If you're watching this on, on Facebook Live, it looks really weird right now. Have yourselves a good night. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. And if you're still listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes, I just want you to know that's creepy that you went this far.